0: A well-respected high school football scout Known for his unpopular opinion and brash commentary The Coach Keith Miller They bring you the Transparent Truth The world's number one source for high school football recruiting news and interviews The Transparent tr- 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 Truth <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, welcome You're now listening to The Transparent Truth It's your boy, Coach Keith Intercom Studios in the Miracle Mile I'm in here per usual solo But I'm solo for a reason. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to share with you that my good friend, Mr. Greg Biggins, uh, will not be a part of the show on a regular basis moving forward. Greg has other obligations, and uh, he's in high demand. But uh, I thank him, and I appreciate him for helping me start The Transparent Truth, jumping on board with an idea that I had um, in the pit of my stomach for a few years, finally got it off the ground and Greg was uh, very willing and able to jump on and uh, we made a great team we left on really good terms I appreciate Greg I respect him and what he's done in the industry for 20 plus years and uh, I'm sure he'll be back from time to time to kind of chime in on some things or talk recruiting whatever the case may be but um, he will not be on the show on a regular basis but nevertheless I appreciate Mr. Greg Biggins of 247 Sports for not only uh, jumping on the show but believing in the show and giving me his best effort when on air uh, I really appreciate you Greg thank you so much for all of your hard work your energy your effort and your enthusiasm and uh, we will miss you here on The Transparent Truth but the show must go on ladies and gentlemen it's time for our recruiting news the Transparent Truth Recruiting Report our, our recruiting news coming out of Southern California UCLA gets a big time commitment from a sleeper offensive lineman, Piedmont High School, Mr. Patrick Selna, Selna, excuse me, Patrick Selna, Um, project as far as an offensive line kid, plays O-line, He plays D-line, he's aggressive. Um, he's got quick feet. He's got a nasty streak. Again, athletic enough to play on a defensive line in high school. This kid um, has a nice upside. He'll need some development at UCLA. I'm sure Coach Kelly and staff, they believe in their ability to develop players, their nutrition and conditioning and strength program. So Patrick Sell now, the Piedmont High School, commits to UCLA. Again, UCLA stacking up on that offensive line where the game is won and lost in the trenches. Moving along, how about... Out of Florida, Cocoa High School running back Kazea Holmes commits to Penn State. Big time player Holmes, a running back, committing to Penn State. As we know, Penn State has been a, a home for running backs um, that have really translated well, not only to college, but to the next level. Starting off with Mr. Saquad's, Saquads Barkley, but Kaziah Holmes out uh, of Cocoa, Florida. A running back commits to Penn State. Big gift for Mr. James Franklin and company there down in Pennsylvania. Moving along, Callaway High School running back, Callaway, Georgia. Mr. Tank Bigsby commits to Auburn. One of the top five running backs in the country, if you ask me. This kid is big time, no question about it. Six feet, 210 pounds, speed, speed power and elusive when he needs to be, but a guy that can run away from defenders, he can punish defenders, or he can move defenders with a little shimmy. Mr. Tank Bigsby, big-time athlete, big-time running back, commits to WDE. War Damn Eagle. Big-time get for the Auburn Tigers. Tank Bigsby is an excellent football player, Um, He can do it in all three ways. He can catch it. He can block it. He can run it. He's an explosive athlete, and he will pay dividends early and often for the Tiger program. You can take that to the bank because Coach Keefe said it here first. Moving along, Mr. Princely, you Nanny Melan. I I know I screwed your name up, Princely. Nanny Melan, out of Maynard High School in Texas, commits to the University of Texas. Now, this is a big, long athlete. At about 6'4", about 240 pounds. Played inside last year for his high school, but he's going to be an edge guy. And I project him to be kind of an edge and interior guy. Um, Will he grow into a five technique? I don't know that for sure, but he's going to be a guy that can play inside and sub packages and provide quick pressure and vertical up the middle. He's going to be an outside guy that can set the edge with physicality and power. He's got terrific length. Um, I love the motor on this kid. Seems to love the game. Plays with great energy. Um, his enthusiasm and his intensity is infectious to his teammates. And just looking at his tape, this is a guy who loves to play football. And uh, Princely going to UT. Hook him. Maynard High School's home. Princely. Nanny Meeland. Hopefully I said that right. I didn't mess, mess it up. Out of Texas. Uh, last but not least, Bishop Gorman had a guy commit last night. How about 2020 receiver, Mr. Rome Odunze? Rome, a kid I'm very high on nationally, not getting the respect in terms of ranking wise or just publicity nationally. But Rome is an elite prospect. At six foot two and a half, 200 pounds, this kid has got... A beautiful catch radius. He's very shifty for a big guy. He can work diagonal. He can work lateral. I love his ability to catch the ball with his hands and high point. He's excellent in the 50-50 game. This guy, kid's a route runner. He's smooth in his transition. There's not a lot of stiffness to him. He's shaky. I mean, he can break you down and leave you sniffing daisies if he needs to. Romo Dunze, up out of Bishop Gorman High School, commits to Washington, the Huskies. Get a big timer. If you pair him now with Jalen McMillan, they have now have two nationally ranked and nationally respected by Coach Keefe here, um, wide receivers on the outside that are going to get it done for them in the future. They already have a really good wide receiver room, but on commits to Washington. The Huskies are on the roll recruiting-wise. It seems like the Huskies and the Ducks are going at each other recruiting-wise, one prospect after another, committing to each school. But this time is Bishop Gorman's on Dunze, a wide receiver, 10, 600-meter speed, going to UW because of congratulations to Rome and his family. That pretty much does it for this week's recruiting news. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, It's time. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time. My favorite part of the show. It's time for our Sleeper of the Week. It's time for our Sit and Sleep Sleeper of the Week. Really want to thank our guy Larry Miller. He's allowing us to showcase unknown prospects. That need to be brought to the spotlight. is all about family and community, and his support is helping to change the lives of young players across the country. Each week, young men are getting scholarship offers after being featured on this show. So thank you, Larry. When we have business and a man that is really interested in the community, we need to show our support right back at him. Sit Sleep is the only place that offers advanced sleep technology. Greg? Body Diagnostics. That's five-star stuff. This is high-quality stuff. Lay down on a mattress, and within seconds, thousands... thousands... Thousands of sensors can help you find the absolute right mattress for you. Wow, within seconds? Seconds. Man, that's awesome. Sit and sleep. They'll beat anyone's advertised price or your mattress is free. free! Appreciate you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry. All right, our Sleeper of the Week this week hails from Long Beach Wilson High School out here in Southern California. Now, our Sleeper of the Weeks, we're taking the show national, so our Sleeper of the Weeks will be national. So be ready. Every state every high school kid you got an opportunity to be the sleeper of the week this is your chance to be seen and talked about on the show and by the college coaches but this week we're going to stay in southern california where i'm from mr jacob belton out of long beach wilson high school he's a six foot seven 265 pound offensive tackle still a little raw still learning this technique but i'm telling you this guy is a nice upside i think he'll be a pac 12 player look for a team like Oregon State, Utah to jump in on this guy late. I think he has an upside because his feet are pretty good. He can bend at his knees. He's not a big waist bender. He's got terrific arm length and hand size to play on the edge. I don't know if he's a right tackle because I'm not sure he's going to put that type of power up underneath his hips, but I definitely think he can be a left tackle in somebody's system. Uh, Continue to improve those feet, Jacob, that quickness that foot speed, continue to improve that upper body strength and power. Again, six foot seven, 265 pounds. Those guys don't grow on trees out here, especially on the West Coast. But Jacob Belton, Long Beach Wilson, offensive tackle. You are this week's Transparent Truth Sleeper of the Week. Congratulations. All right, we are talking USC football. So over the weekend, got a chance to visit the University of Southern California, got a chance to get to a scrimmage out there, and had a nice time. Had a nice time Saw a lot of old friends Saw a lot of old Football recruits And prospects Now who are Playing at USC It was great to see Those guys in action But I'm here to Give a little recap Of USC football That I went to go see And um, You know uh, we got live callers calling in so uh, if you are at home right now or you're watching the show on Twitter please call in three two three nine three seven five seven four seven with your questions comments or concerns about USC football I am gonna be talking that for the next I don't know maybe you know 10 15 20 minutes depending on you know how many callers we have but call in please now again three two three nine three seven five seven four seven give us a call and let's talk some USC football but uh um, you know, I got a chance to get up to USC and, uh, you know, let's, let's go down position group. Let's talk about what I saw and kind of what I projected moving forward. So you talk about the offensive line at USC um, or just the offense in general. The offense in general, what type of day they had, um, I thought they were inconsistent. Uh, I saw some good things. I saw some things that definitely need uh, attention and need improvement. Uh, but I thought that, you know, guys who uh, are proven – guys who've made plays in the past stood out and made plays and guys who are unproven are still kind of struggling to kind of find their footing in the offense. So let's get started with the offensive line. Um, thought they did a, uh, a decent job. If I had to grade them, um, I'd probably give them a C plus. Um, I thought the pass protection was pretty good, even though you they throw a lot of quick, quick balls to the outside. The ball is outside. Um, the hash marks pretty fast quarterback just because of rhythm and timing and how the offense is ran they get the ball out pretty fast so off the line they don't have to do an outstanding job of pass blocking in those types of circumstances but just in terms of the run game um i didn't think they were um i didn't think they were great i thought they were decent at best in the run game uh, they knew need to do a better job of knocking guys up off the ball and creating holes and space for these running backs to run again this is a spread offense there's a lot of room on the field uh, if you're an offensive line you got to take pride in busting open holes and allowing guys like Stephen Card to get in between those creases uh, but there just weren't a lot of holes for the from the first team offensive line Versus that first group defense, they're going to need to continue to improve there. But you kind of expect that at this point in time. The offense is normally behind the defense. And um, the offensive line could not open the types of holes that you're looking forward to um, come September. So um, the offensive line, they definitely need to improve. They need to gel the camaraderie. They need to come together, play five as one, and really, you know, work towards creating holes and providing protection for the quarterback so the, UC, so the USC offense can be explosive. It can be dynamic like Coach Harrell wants. And uh, they can go out and make plays. So that offensive line definitely needs some work. Uh, and, you know, I think they will be pretty good this year. I, You know, my projection is they'll probably be a, a B it, uh, offensive line, B, B minus offensive line, depending on their development and their coaching. And But I think they'll, they'll be pretty good. They won't be excellent. They won't be great I don't know if they're even going to be good, but they'll they'll be you know above average. I think the offensive line will be above average. That is my projection for them. Let's move along. Let's talk about the running backs. Was excited to see Stephen Carr back in action. Stephen Carr, um, you know, as a freshman, as explosive as a freshman in the country two years ago when he stepped on campus there at USC. Number seven was a guy who could hit it and get it. Unfortunately, injury bug bit him. Slowed him down a little bit. They say he's back up to full speed. I saw I saw a little juice in his legs. Um, Steven, he combines tremendous quickness and power and balance and strength and ability to make people miss in space. And In this offense, he can be a, a superb weapon, catching the ball out the backfield, which he's excellent at, or he can be a guy that can hit it inside, you know, bust a tackle and go to distance if wide receivers are blocking downfield. Stephen Carr, a gifted running back, there's no question about it. And he's got a chance to have a big year if the offensive line can open up the holes um, that they need, so so he can get his money. Uh, also, wanted to shout out a freshman out of Florida, Alan Brighton. I believe his name is. Um, I, st- I saw him. I thought he was okay. He did pretty well at the running back position, but uh, Jaquinty Quincy. He's a redshirt junior out of Bakersfield, California, Liberty High School. Uh, I believe he's a transfer from Sacramento State. But this kid really impressed me. He worked with, I believe, the second group, but he's 5'10", 210 pounds. He's strong. He's had some explosiveness to him, great contact balance. Just a guy running, pissed off, with a chip on his shoulder. And I thought he made some really good runs, and he really stood out for me in the running game. So um, Jaquinty Quincy. Jounty Quincy. I'm not sure how you say his name, but his last name is Quincy. Where's number 26. He did a nice job. I thought he was pretty impressive running the football. So uh, moving along, let's talk about, a little bit about the quarterbacks. Starting off with modern day's own Mr. JT Daniels. Uh, thought JT looked pretty good. Um, he made some some beautiful throws over the top, even though maybe they were late because he would, would have been sacked. Uh, but I know he hit Rod deep for one. I thought he was on time and on target, just in terms of those quick breaking out routes. Um, those are routes you're gonna be see all year from Coach Harrell's offense. And uh, JT is a guy with a quick delivery and an accurate arm. He can put the ball on the money. Um, he hit, I want to say, Micah Pittman, Michael Pittman on the on the out route for, in the end zone for a touchdown. Um, again he went over the top to Amon Rain saw St. Brown for a touchdown, even though I thought he would have been sacked. Uh, Did see make a couple bad decisions, make a couple bad throws. Um again, and the offense, you know, nine times out of ten, an offense is going to be predicated on that quarterback position. If you USC can um if they can bottle up some consistency along with some um Timely playmaking timely throws from the quarterback position and stay away from turnovers. That's going to be the thing Can they stay away from turnovers at that quarterback position sack fumbles throwing interceptions? They got to get away from that and stay away from that if they want to be the type of team that they want to be um, you know this season in the Pac-12 and I think that's gonna fall on the shoulders of JT. it looks like he's gonna win the quarterback position, but um, I thought Jack Sears came in he made some plays uh, thought he threw a touchdown uh, I believe it's to Devin Williams um, but I thought he was I thought he was accurate I thought he moved around well kind of ran um, the ball out the pocket and ran for first downs um, I'm uh, you know for me in a inter-squad scrimmage I want to see a guy be able to read the field and deliver the football on time and on target but uh, Jack Sears he's talented um, he has a little bit of a you know uh, uh, it factor just in terms of he's a he's a gamer he's a guy who's going to come in ready to play i think he's more suited as a backup um, i'm not sure if he's a starter at this level playing at usc i'll just say that playing at usc i'm just not sure he's the guy for that uh, he's a guy that brings energy off the bench kind of like a sixth man in basketball he's a guy that's going to bring energy off the bench and and come in and make some plays so uh, we'll see how that goes but the freshman Really like the freshman um out of where's he out of um let me see the freshman Keaton Slovis 6'2 out of Scottsdale, Arizona, Desert Mountain High School, Keaton Slovis. Now this this guy, uh this guy's a football player. He can run around, he can make plays, he can make throws, he's got a beautiful stroke. Um, he's just a guy that can make plays from the quarterback position. Um, I wouldn't say similar to a Bryce Young. He's not as dynamic, but he's just a guy that can throw the football. He can improvise. Um, he can buy time with his legs, and he can hit guys and put the ball where he wants to put it nine times out of ten. The issue right now with Keaton Slovis is, you know, the game is moving a little too fast for him. He's making some rookie mistakes, which is to be expected. But I think, you know, for years to come, I think he's a quarterback that's going to play. He's going to play well. Um, he's talented. Um, again, he's a playmaker with the football. I love his ability to improvise and make plays with his legs, buying time, and finding guys down the football field. So Keaton Slovis, remember that, SC fans. Keaton Slovis from Desert Mountain High School in Scottsdale, Arizona. He's going to be a good football player for the Trojans. Watch what I tell you. And let's move along to the wide receiver position. The wide receiver position, um... Probably the best position on the team for USC. I Amalvar mean, I St. Brown. He looks great. He'll probably be one of the better wide receivers in the country this year. This offense definitely suits him. If you think of what it's gonna look like, imagine you know Ernest. Ernest, uh, man, what am, I, what am I thinking about? I'm thinking about the Houston Oilers. Ernest Givens. Remember Ernest Givens? He was just kind of you know little. It, it wasn't a little guy, but it was a little guy. Uh, but he was quick, and he was, he was shifty, and he was slippery, and he was a guy that could, you know, cut on a dime or or, or redirect in a in a split second. I right, Saint Brown, he's gonna be a guy that's gonna be running vertical, he's gonna be running diagonal, he's gonna be running lateral. They're gonna get him the ball on the move in space, and he could be that dynamic with a with the ball because you know, quite frankly, he's a running back with the ball in his hands. That's what he is. Um, he's he's built like a running back. But he catches the ball like a receiver. He runs really good routes. Even though he's not a you know 4-3 guy, he has a knack for getting over the top of the defense, making plays deep down the field. Amon Ross St. Brown is going to be uh, an all-pack 12 guy this year. He's going to have a great year. You can mark that down. He's going to do a terrific job for them. Um, you look at Michael Pittman. He's going to be a, a excellent target, big 6'4", 215 pounds, terrific catch radius, terrific length. He's a 50-50 guy. Um, he's also a guy that can work the middle of the field, take contact after the reception, love his ability to run routes and get separation at the top of the route because he's an efficient route runner. So I really like that about him. And last but not least, um, on the opposite side of – uh, Pittman you got Tyler Vons Tyler Vons is a known entity for USC fans it should be for Pac-12 fans this guy's, you know an NFL player he's got terrific catch radius his length is beautiful he's a smooth long strider he can get deep he can work outside the hash marks um, he can work inside the numbers. doesn't matter. This kid can run routes. He can create separation. He has a, a terrific knack of catching the ball while being contested by a defender. He gets those long arms out. Guys try to reach in and knock it away. But Vons, his length, his radius, and his toughness allows him to absorb contact, bring the ball in, and secure it before while he hits the ground. Love Vons, Pittman, and St. Brown. But let's not forget, they got some some complimentary guys that I really like Devin Williams out of Lancaster Antelope Valley he's really coming on as a 50-50 target down the field or a guy that's getting better in the catch and run game that wasn't his strength coming out of high school but Devin Williams is a guy caught a little duck in route hit the sidelines during the scrimmage dove in the end zone for a touchdown very nice play Um, so he's really developing his ability to catch the ball and be a runner after the catch that's what you're going to see a lot in this offense guys catching the ball on the move and I think that's a good thing um You're talking about Munir McLean. Didn't get a chance to see him much during the scrimmage, but I've heard you know terrific reports. And I've been high on this kid for a while. Invited him actually to the Pro Football Hall of Fame World Bowl. And McLean, he's a guy that's showing up early here in fall camp. I love his frame at six foot four, 210 pounds. He's athletic, he's strong, got terrific build. Um, he's just a guy that's going to be a mismatch problem versus smaller corners. Or if he's working inside versus linebackers and safeties, he can run routes. He's got great hands. He's a smooth operator, whether he's, you know, vertical or he's, you know, breaking off the route underneath. Muneer McClain, you better watch out for him um, as well. Look out for Drake London. He seemed to get a lot of time on the football field. He's the freshman out of Moore Park High School, Drake London. All six foot five, 205 pounds. Of course, a basketball player as well. But look good on the football field. He's not a burner. He's not going to be a guy that's going to be running deep. He's going to be a guy on third and six that's going to sit down at seven yards and fall forward for eight and move the stick. So Drake London, about Moore Park High School here in Southern California, he's going to do a nice job for USC as well. Um, and last but not least, I want to talk a little bit about the tight end position, Jew Wolf. It seems like he's running with the second group now. He's the freshman out of St. John Bosco, all six foot six and two hundred and forty pounds of him. Jude, a emerging blocker, but a very good receiving tight end. Um, USC didn't seem to target the tight ends a whole ton um, during the scrimmage, but I think they have some good ones there, and I think they need to get them the ball because they got some guys that can make some plays. On the opposite side, or, or excuse me, running with the first team, Josh Follow out of Durkham High School in Sacramento, the junior, all of six foot six, 230 pounds of him. He's an elite target. He's an athletic. He's got really good ball skills. He's got terrific size. He's a guy you got to find on the arrow route. He's a guy you got to find on the delay route. He's a guy you got to find crossing the field at 10 yards on third and eight. You know, this guy this kid is 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 a NFL player. He has to be used as such. I know they have weapons on the outside, but Wolf, Follow, these guys have got to be incorporated into the offense. They gotta find a way to get these guys ball. These guys are big time targets who have reliable hands and they have the ability to get open, whether in versus man or zone. So USE and their offensive coaching staff, they gotta be able to get that done. There's no question about it. So um kind of reaching back and thinking back to my visit to usc got a chance to talk with kyle ford um his knee is not where it needs to be of course he's the freshman of orange lutheran high school six foot two 210 pounds a specimen um and, and and just an elite you know five star wide receiver coming out of high school his knee is still not where it needs to be so he was off the field and of course brew mccoy still kind of weighing his um, eligibility status, but he's uh, he's under the weather a little bit. I heard he got sick, so uh, shout out to you, Bru. Hope you're feeling better. But I think that uh, you know the future looks bright with Slovis, McCoy, Jude Wolf, um, Kyle Ford. You know they've got some young targets, Munir McClain, They got some young targets, big kids. I mean these these kids are all have great size and athletic ability, and uh, then you got Bryce Young kind of. You know, pulling up in the Bentley uh, after after this uh, this season, and uh, you know it's going to be a matter of time. So he comes in. So Slovis, you know, he's going to have to fight Bryce Young off for that for that job, and that's going to be tough to do. Even though I like Slovis, I mean Bryce Young is a different cat. So um, you know, we'll see how things transpire there on the campus of Southern California. But in terms of USC football and offense, that's what I saw. And I think they'll be good on offense. I think they're going to put up points. They'll be a 30-plus point team per game. As long as they can stay away from turnovers, get consistent quarterback play out of JT Daniels, I think they'll be just fine. I think the key will be Stephen Carr. He'll be the key if they can develop, develop a consistent running game, take pressure off the quarterback, create isolations and one-on-one matchups on the outside with those phenomenal receivers. And also, once you get the running game going, and once your receivers start creating separation on the outside, the middle of the field is wide open for those tight ends. Wolf, Follow, they got action in the middle of the field, but it's all going to hinge on that offensive line and Stephen Carr and then the, the plethora of running backs that they have. Um... But I think Carr is the lead dog. Uh, that offensive line, they got to open up some holes for him. He's got to be able to get five yards of crack. He's got to be able to bust some explosive runs like he did when he was a freshman. I think once he can do that, it's going to open up the entire offense and grab Harrell. He'll have a, a field day call and plays there for the Trojans and the Kali. Let's move along. Let's talk a little defense. Um, and this is my biggest concern for USC. It's defense. Let's start with the defensive line. For me very easy for me to say true freshman drake jackson best defensive lineman that they have stands out in the crowd not only from his size and just the way he's built but his play as well Um, he's a guy who gets consistent pressure he wins one-on-one consistently consistently meaning more than 50 percent of the time he's winning one-on-one battles whether it's in pass rush or whether it's in just playing the V at the net, getting off blocks and making tackles. Drake Jackson, the best defensive lineman on that team, bar none. Uh, but the problem is, I didn't hear much from anybody else. I didn't see much pressure from anybody else on the defensive line. So... That's going to be something to to look out for. That's going to be something to be – I think that's something to be concerned about if you're USC coaches or USC fans. That defensive line, they've got to have multiple guys that can step up and make plays. USC was great in the Pete Carroll days because they could get pressure with four. Guys like Sean Cody, guys like Mike Patterson, guys like Lawrence Jackson, you know – those are the types of guys you need getting pressure with four. So on the back end, you can play zone. You can play tight, man. But you're getting pressure with four, with a wild wow bunch. And um, I'm not sure if that's going to be the case this year. They get they need to go out and recruit some athletes up front to get up the field, get vertical, and make plays on the quarterback, and get the quarterback off his spot. That's what they're going to need to do in a hurry. So uh, if you're a defensive lineman out there, you're looking for a place to play, and you're a big-time guy, USC might be for you because they need some guys that can come in and and, and push the pocket and, and get up the field and you know chase that quarterback out of that pocket and make him uncomfortable. So that's my defensive line report. And the linebacker situation, really liked what I saw from, from former number one linebacker or number two linebacker in the country, Mr. Gotiote. Um I know E.A. from a long time ago and an excellent football player in high school, one of the better linebackers that I've seen at the high school level for Bishop Gorman. Um, all six foot one and 250 pounds of him now. Uh, he's still quick, still athletic, um, a guy who is a sure tackler. He's got some experience from last year where he played a lot. Uh, but again, I think he's going to be the dominant presence at that linebacking core in the middle. At least that, that's what showed up to me on Saturday. He was all over the field making plays, sideline to sideline, tackle box from tackle to tackle. He's just a guy that. Understands angles, understands pursuit, understands how to tackle, staying square, and really wrapping up and getting guys on the ground. So EA, I thought he did a really nice job. I know Elijah Winston went down with an injury. I know he hurt his foot. Um, He seemed to be kind of like the second Mike Backer, but he hurt his foot. He's out for a little while. I know he's got a boot on his foot now, but Elijah Winston, um, you know, I think he's going to be a guy who, you know, at some point in time, you got to remember, this guy was an, a a big-time four-star recruit um, out of Portland. And um, I think it, you know, it's only a matter of time until he touches that field. It really makes an impact. Um, talking about the outside linebackers, uh, I thought Hunter Eccles showed up a little bit. Hunter Eccles um, hasn't done a ton in his time at USC. He's kind of been sitting behind some guys, but I think the red shirt sophomore, all six foot five of him, coming off that edge. I think he presents some some uh, some explosive pass rush ability, just not in terms of athleticism, but a guy who can work his hands and work a finesse move, getting around guys, finishing at the quarterback, reaching with his unfilled arm, and really, you know, being a presence, a pass rushing presence off the edge for the USC Trojans. Not much else in terms of outside backer pass rush. They got to find some guys that can rush the passer for sure. Um, I didn't see a ton on Saturday, but Hunter Echoes, I thought he stood out a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about the defensive backfield. The defensive backfield, um, there, there are questions. There are questions is immaturity and um inexperience. Those are the those are the biggest issues for USC. Immaturity and inexperience. Talk a little bit about the immaturity. Um Elijah Griffin. Let's talk Elijah Griffin. I mean he looks great. He looks great. He's moving great. I know he's off of surgery in the spring or the winter, but he's moving great. He looked great. I was excited to see him. First thing that happens, he gets into a tussle with Amon Ross St. Brown. He gets kicked off the field. Maturity. You know, we got to be a little bit more mature, um, but he looks like he's going to have a really good season. Opposite of him, Chris Steele got the start opposite of Elijah Griffin. I thought Chris Steele um, was inconsistent, which is to be expected for a freshman. Um, he gave up a couple touchdowns, uh, one on an out route, one on a duck in. Uh, but I thought he made a really good play on third down to knock the ball away and get the defense off the field. So, uh, you know, like with any true freshman, you're going to have your lumps. You're going to take your medicine. Go Remember back to Jack Jones. Jack Jones, five-star cornerback, elite athlete out of Long Beach Poly. Started as a true freshman, halfway in the season, you know he took his medicine. I mean, he went to Colorado. He got torched for two or three touchdowns. True freshman cornerbacks are going to take their medicine. Chris Steele will take his this year. But Chris is a a mentally tough kid. He'll battle back and hopefully he pushes through those those adverse times to come to come back outside on the other end of things, see the light, and continue to improve and get better. Uh, Greg Jones on the inside, I thought. You know he did a pretty decent job um, at times, and then other times I thought he was a little bit exposed. Uh, he's a guy who's been at USC for a few years now, hasn't had a ton of playing time. Um, he's a talented kid, but still working to put it all together, just in terms of his coverage ability. Uh, that my my biggest concern is at the safety position. At the safety position right now, um, I like. Uh, Pola Mayo, Isaiah Pola Mayo, kid about Mountain View Point High Mountain Mountain Point High School in Phoenix, Arizona. 6'4, 200 pounds, super athletic, uh, super frame, NFL looking guy. There's no question about it. But on the other side, big, big concerns with that other safety. Chase Williams has now moved from cornerback to safety. Six feet, 195 pounds. I'm just not sure that he's the guy. He... Took his lumps on Saturday. Um, Gave up a couple touchdowns. He looked frustrated. And um, he struggled. He struggled big time. I'm not sure if that's the spot for him. Hopefully they can get him developed. And get him in the system. Understanding where his help is. Where his help's not. And where he's vulnerable. But he struggled a ton. Gave up a couple touchdowns. He looked um, out of place. Out of sync. And out of rhythm at that safety position and that's going to be a big challenge for them they might need to try to get another guy ready um, if I was them I would I'm not sure if Chase Williams is a, is a safety he struggled big time and uh, he's gonna to have to pick it up and pick it up fast cuz Fresno State and coach Jeff Taffer who's one of the best officer coaches of all time at the college level they're coming to town in a couple of weeks so that is my USC report ladies and gentlemen had a great time at USC. Saw some good things. Saw some things that definitely need improvement. But all in all, um, I think Coach Helton is going to need eight plus wins to keep his job. Um, and with eight plus wins, you know I think uh, he keeps his job. And I think that um, the recruiting picks up. They need help on the defensive line. They got to get some athletes on the defensive line, the outside backer position. They got to get. They have to go get some safeties who can run and cover and hit. Um, they definitely need to continue to improve their offensive line. Um, they need to improve the running back position in terms of depth, quality, depth. It seems like there's unexperienced depth that's out there. And I know they had a couple guys out hurt, but um, uh, you know, USC right now, they're 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 just a squad. It just they seem really dinged up. I mean, they got a bunch of guys out. Solo Tulia Poopo was out you know Kyle Ford is out. Brew McCoy is you know he has his health issue. Um you know Vi Malapaya the running back, he's out with an injury. So uh you know they may be a different looking squad in a month or so but at, in terms of you know this past weekend this is what I saw. This is my feedback and uh hopefully they uh they continue to move forward, continue to improve and get better and they can go ahead and challenge for a Pac-12 championship. That'd be great for the city of Los Angeles. That'd be great for USC, the school, and the players and coaches. So good luck to USC, all the parents, all the coaches. Um... And the city of Los Angeles is going to be a great season, hopefully, for the Trojans. Be looking forward to the UCLA report coming up soon here on The Transparent Truth. All right, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us here on The Transparent Truth. We appreciate you, or I appreciate you. I'm so used to saying we, because it was me and GB, but I'm solo from here on out. Uh, but I appreciate you for joining us here on the Transparent Truth. Please. Uh, go download the show, subscribe, rate the show, leave me your comments. Tell a friend, download the show, subscribe, rate the show, leave comments. The more comments and the more feedback that I get, the more I can improve um, hosting this thing. Again, we're going national. We'll be talking national high school football games of the week next week with Mr. Zach Puff of Mac Preps. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, We'll be having national guests, uh, college coaches, high school football.